Hello and welcome to Hari Cuts. I'm Hari Stephen Kumar and this is the pandemic season of this podcast. Today is Sunday, April 27th. It is supposed to be a spring day, but instead, as I look out there, it is windy and stormy and rainy. And so indeed, you'll probably hear some howling wind in the background and my wind chimes as well, because I'm recording this from my living room. Um, I'm not in some kind of fancy podcast studio. I don't have any fancy audio equipment to, to, to mute the sounds around me. Um, and that is just the way it is. It is a global pandemic out there. So uh, this is this is the best that uh, that I can do. Of course, so in this pandemic, what I'm trying to do to keep my mind off the horribleness of the news out there is to tell some stories. And uh, what we are doing today is I'm wrapping up the story of Kaspar, keeper of the treasure, the prince of the desert, and his run-in on hump day, September 18th, 2019, with Gloria, uh, this this woman that ends up um, uh, trying to just look after her deaf little 14-year-old, tiny little Japanese chin dog, baby girl, and is trying to rescue baby girl from, from Kaspar. And this encounter, um, let, us, let us see the tale of the tape, as it were, as to what really happened during this encounter. Let us wrap this up by going now to back to this day in September in Louisiana and going back through those same sequence of events, but now through a different lens, literally. Come with me as we go back to visit Caspar, Keeper of the Treasure, Prince of the Desert, in Grostet, Louisiana. You open your eyes and you're watching the scene unfold in front of you, on screen. The timestamp reads 642 6.42 in the afternoon, 49 seconds after 6.42 in the evening of September 18th, 2019. It is a Wednesday. The scene that you're looking at shows in the distance a fence and a camel behind this fence. It's a large grassy area. There are a few trucks parked in the foreground of this image. And as you watch, you see a man walking up to the fence, um, and it's a little blurry, but he's he seems to be wearing dark pants, and uh, there's a little wool ball uh, running around next to him, and this is, of course, Edmund, and that little ball of wool is Baby Girl, and... There is no sound in this video, which maybe is appropriate because Baby Girl is also deaf. And so you are watching this very much the way that Baby Girl would have heard all of this happening. And so as you watch, the time is ticking, ticking, ticking on the in the, in the top part of the video. And you can see at about 6.43, Gloria comes out from uh, bottom left of the screen and comes up to join Edmund and baby girl. And they both walk up to the, the fence. And at 6.44, they're standing there at the fence as baby girl is, is walking around and wandering away from, from the, uh, the, the fence. And then um, at about 6.46, 6.46 and 54, the timestamp reads, this is when baby girl actually wanders away to the left of the fence and enters the fence. 
And Gloria and Edmund are, are blissfully unaware of this. They're actually looking at the camel that's that's right there in front of them at the fence. And and it's about 647.07 is when action happens. This is when Gloria and Edmund notice that baby girl is on the other side of the fence. And they immediately spring into motion. They are waving. They are gesticulating. They are trying to cat, get baby girl's attention. And 647.49... Less than 40 seconds later, Gloria and Edmund dash to opposite sides of the fence. Gloria to the left, Edmund to the right, and they both drop down to the ground, and they both begin to slide under the fence. And the first one through is Gloria to the left. Caspar now turns to look at Gloria, and Gloria in the video, you can see her walking slowly behind Caspar. And, and then Edmund shows up on the other side, and this appears to startle Caspar, and, and Gloria comes running around to the left again, and now at 6.48 and 23 is when Caspar charges Gloria, and Gloria falls down to the ground, and then the moment that we've all been, been anticipating with, with dread and with shock, at the timestamp of 6.48 and 31 seconds is when you can see Caspar actually sitting down onto the ground, right on top of Gloria, whom you can't see now. Edmund comes running over, and he's standing right next to Caspar, and he's looking at the at the ground, and he's trying to figure out what to do. And, and then, at 6.48 and 45 seconds, just 14 seconds after Caspar sits down, Caspar gets up, and he begins running away from this, from the, from the scene of what happened. So as far as you can tell... The infamous timestamp is at 6.48 p.m. and 45 seconds in Grustat, Louisiana, is when a woman bit the balls of an Arabian dromedary camel. At 6.49 and 36 seconds, or roughly about 40 seconds later, Gloria slides back under the fence. And from that point on, Edmund is now in the fence, inside the fence with with uh, with Caspar, and Edmund is trying to figure out a way to get away, get under the the fence again. He tries running away, but Caspar comes up to him. Now Edmund is is shoving Caspar. Now at six fifty one is when you can see help beginning to arrive. Somebody is walking up from the cafe, um, but Edmund is on camera. You can see Edmund actually shoving his, his cap into Caspar's face. You can see him beginning to shove and punch and pull the camel around. Um, and at 6.52, you can see another person coming up from the cafe. And this appears to be a cook of some sort. There's an apron around him. And as he arrives on the scene, the other person begins running back to the cafe. And now this cook seems to know Caspar really well. And as Caspar glances up and sees the cook, Caspar immediately comes running up to the fence where the cook is. And the cook draws Caspar away, and at 6.52 and 30 seconds, Edmund slides back under the fence. Shortly after this on the video, you can see sheriff's deputies arrive. You can see other people arrive on the scene. And this is the moment at which we then leave the scene of the screen, and we enter the scene where we then see... Uh, uh, Iberville Parish Deputy Lewis Hamilton Jr. This is a sheriff's deputy, and we see him uh, standing there, and he's talking to Edmund, and uh, Edmund is looking around, um, and the sheriff's deputy is, is pointing 
and, and seeing noticing dog treats lying on the ground. And the sheriff's deputy is, is asking Edmund, what, what, what are these dog treats? And Edmund describes, and Edmund and, and Gloria are there, and they, they describe how they, these, are, these are baby girls' dog treats. And then the sheriff says, but the, there are some dog treats that are inside the fence. And it turns out they have, they were indeed, Edmund had thrown some of baby girl's dog treats into the fence. And so this is the moment at which Deputy Sheriff Lewis Hamilton Jr. turns to Edmund and asks him the fated, fated question, why did you throw dog treats into the fence? Edmund looks down at the ground, looks up at the camel, looks over at Gloria, looks down at baby girl, looks at his feet, looks at the sheriff, and Edmund says, ah, I wasn't thinking. And this is perhaps as good a moment as any for us to pull away from this scene. And we look at the sunset and we leave Edmund and Gloria and Baby Girl and Caspar and Iberville Parish Deputy Sheriff Lewis Hamilton Jr. Let things rest as it is. All is well with the world. All is as it should be. And that is indeed the tale of the tape. It turns out, yes, the mystery behind all of this is Edmund did indeed throw dog treats, baby girl's dog treats, into the fence. So it wasn't baby girl's fault that she ran through and, and climbed under the fence and got in there. It wasn't Gloria's fault either. But what we have from the official documents is that the sheriff's department investigated this and what they find is they, they end up charging Edmund and Gloria for a few different things. One of the things they charge them for is the violation of Louisiana's leash laws. In fact, there are signs posted there saying that dogs are supposed to be kept on a leash at all times on private uh, property. This is private property. This tiger, tiger truck stop is private property. And especially because there are so many animals in, in cages and fences on this property, there are signs all around saying, please keep your dog on a leash. And Edmund and Gloria did not put baby girl on a leash. That's that's part number one. Part number two is they did not, they were not paying attention to where baby girl was. And so, of course, baby girl being a tiny little Japanese chin dog, she's less than 10 pounds weight. You know, she's tiny. And she found a way to scramble under this, this barbed wire fence. Um, the second thing is they could have run to the cafe that's right next to the fence. Um, they could have asked for help. In fact, the cook, as we saw, came out and very quickly was able to take Caspar away. They didn't do that. They actually came into the fence. There were signs posted every 10 feet along this fence saying, no trespassing, keep out. And so because of that, the sheriff's office actually charges Edmund and Gloria with criminal trespass. 
for this is, of course, yes, not only is it the law of Kaspar, it is quite literally the law uh, not to invade his property, and Edmund and Gloria are now charged with criminal trespass. Some some choice quotes from this. The uh, This gets then written up in the Baton Rouge Advocate uh, local newspaper. This is this is the heyday of local journalism. And a journalist by the name of Youssef Radad uh, writes up this article um, and interviews uh, the sheriff's deputy, interviews Gloria, interviews uh, Edmund, um, interviews the, the manager, Pamela Bossier, of, the, uh, uh, of Tiger Truck Stop. And um, the, uh, the, it, it turns out the sheriff uh, the sheriff's deputy says this, quote, The camel has never been aggressive. The camel has never gotten out, never caused any issues. In fact, the husband and wife stated, bef- stated before that we've been here before and we've never had any problems. And so that's also how I, I came to find out that, yes, Edmund and Gloria, that they've been to this, this truck stop before. They're familiar with this and they've actually seen this camel before. It's never caused any issues before. So they would have known better not to get under the fence and, and to be careful here. Uh, Pamela Bossier, the manager of the, the truck stop, uh, says, look, you know, Caspar uh, is a gentle giant, but once inside, Bossier said, the man shoved the camel and used his hat to swat at it. This appears to have startled the camel and upset the camel, she said, quote, any animal you provoke, they're going to strike back, Bossier said. It's instinct. Um, and indeed, uh, a few weeks later, in October, uh, it, the, uh, this, this, this news goes viral. A bunch of news articles get written about it. This is how I found out about it. But uh, Yusuf Rida reaches out to Gloria a few weeks later and asks her for her thoughts. And she finally speaks out. And she says this, quote, this is not about the camel. I do not want to hurt the camel. That's not what this is about. The animal was only doing what God designed him to do. It was taking care of his territory, unquote. Um, and, and, and this is also where I found the quote where uh, she says in a telephone interview, I told my husband, get the dog, get out of here. I'm already dead. My whole body is crushing. I felt it. I could hear it. Uh, and so, of course, that's what allowed me to play with that scene a little bit and to actually have that, that piece of dialogue. Um, in a different article, uh, she uh, uh, describes, uh, you know, on a radio interview, she says, uh, quote, God will always make it out, make a way out where there is no way. On the side of my face was his testicles. And I couldn't do anything with my arms, so I'm not going to lie. I bit them. <laughs> so, so there you have it. A um, few other things that, that uh, you might be wondering, how do I know some of the details about the, uh, the time of day and so on? So there's video of this incident. Um, and so, of course, I watched the video, and there's where the timestamps came in. And, and so um, I found out the date. That's September 18th. And in fact, in one of the articles, the, the newspaper reporters, by the way, they, they report this as calmly and professionally as possible. There, there are, thankfully, not many like jokes in the newspaper reporting, but they couldn't help themselves. And help themselves. 
in one small sentence, they say, this incident occurred last Wednesday, and they call it hump day. And that's about as close as they get to acknowledging this, the, the absurdity of this. So, of course, I went and, and looked up September 18th, 2019. This is, that's the Wednesday that this happened. And in fact, there, there are websites out there. Um, there's one called timeanddate.com that allows you to actually look up what the historical weather was like uh, on any particular day in any particular location in the world. And so I looked up Grostet, Louisiana, to find out the weather that day. And it turns out, yeah, that day the weather, um, uh, it peaked in around about noon with a high of 91 degrees or so, sunny, clear. Uh, the humidity that day was at, at a whopping 95% humidity. Um, and then there was a thunderstorm that afternoon. Uh, and then the, the temperature dropped from 91 down to 75 so so that's where I, I, I chose to set the opening of the scene to be around noon from both Caspar's uh, perspective and Gloria's perspective. Um, and, uh, and in both of the, from, from in both of those stories, uh, I have thunder rumbling ominously to kind of foreshadow what's about to happen uh, uh, later that evening. Um, sunset that day uh, was at uh, 7 uh, 20 or so p.m. Uh, the twilight hour began at about 6 30 6 35 so that's why I set this at 6 45 roughly it, it would have been twilight the sun would have been setting or, or have at least been heading towards sunset um, and so I chose to paint the scene with the sunset as a, as a key part of this um, Kaspar, of course, yes, indeed, is one of the names of the three kings uh, from the Bible with Melchior and Balthazar. Um, and uh, and so, of course, I couldn't resist finding those connections and putting them in there as well. Um, a storytelling note here is that when, in both of those cases, the first in part one, where we see the story from Kaspar's perspective, um, the, the, the buildup of the story involves the basic elements of storytelling. There is a initial setup part uh, in the beginning where everything is okay. Then there's an inciting incident, which in this case is baby girl making her way under the fence. And at which point there's no going back for Kaspar. He has to deal with this somehow. And the motivating tension of the story from that point on is Kaspar just wants his space back. Uh, he just, he, you know, there, there can't be anybody else in there. Camels are territorial. Um, and so the story then doesn't end until Kaspar is again by himself alone. Um, and then, of course, the story it, it takes a hard pivot after that inciting incident. Things begin to get worse and worse and worse for Kaspar until the turning point, which is when the wisdom of the ancients tells Kaspar he should try just sitting on Gloria instead. And that turns the story uh, for, for Kaspar. Similarly for Gloria in her story, uh, again, we have the buildup. Everything is fine until the inciting incident, which is baby girl making her way across the fence. And now that's just something that, that Gloria can't ignore. She has to go rescue baby girl. She can't ignore it. And so her motivating tension is simply to rescue baby girl and make her way back across the fence. So from that point on, the story for, for Gloria gets worse and worse and worse. And in fact, the turning point then is after the camel is sitting on her and Gloria receives wisdom from the ancients to try and bite <laughs> the camel's testicles. Um, and then from that point on, uh, the story then is over for, for Gloria when she now recovers baby girl and makes her way back across the fence. The motivating tension is over. Um, and for in both of those stories, of course, the hidden 
thing, the thing that, that sets this whole thing apart, the mystery is why did baby girl find her way across? And, uh, and that's where uh, the third part of the story uh, is, is showing Edmund being the person who wasn't thinking as he threw the, the, the treats over. One last note. Um, more recently, uh, there's been a documentary called Tiger King on Netflix that's been very popular. Um, and it, it features the story of Joe Exotic, who has a exotic animal uh, sanctuary and it specializes in tigers. And it turns out there is a connection. It turns out Mike Sandlin, the, Sandlin, the owner of Tiger Truck Stop, two years before this, when Tony the Tiger was um, was pretty sick, one of the places that Mike Sandlin reached out to to send Tony the Tiger away to was Joe Exotic. Um, and uh, in fact called Joe Exotic and was going to actually send Tony the Tiger to Joe Exotic's uh, Tiger Sanctuary, uh, but then decided not to do so. And in the documentary Tiger King, there is actually, in one of the episodes, apparently there is a short video clip of uh, Joe Exotic um, calling uh, or, or talking to Mike Sandlin, and so there's a brief footage of Tiger Truck Stop in Tiger King. Now, I haven't seen Tiger King, the documentary. Um, from what I can uh, tell, uh, it seems to take um, uh, part of the comedy in it, apparently, is the way it it portrays uh, people like Joe Exotic and, um, you know, people in Florida, these very colorful characters in, a, in kind of a very... Um, uh, cruel humor kind of way, and I, I I personally don't particularly appreciate that. And so in this story, I've tried to portray Gloria and Edmund. Um, they're from Florida, uh, and they are truck drivers, and uh, they're elderly. Um, and in many of the news stories that came out about this, uh, they were ridiculed, um, and they were made fun of. And so I've tried to tell the story this time around, from a slightly different perspective, and to help us understand a little bit about what 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 might what might they have been thinking, and why was it so important for Gloria to rescue Baby Girl, and um, and and so hopefully this allows us to just ruminate on on their lives and this this situation. Uh, what might you do if uh, if you run into Caspar, a camel in the middle of Louisiana? I hope that's provided you a little bit of respite from uh, what's going on around us. And um, I will bring you a different story tomorrow. And until the next episode, stay safe, stay home, stay healthy, and stay human. Thank you.